0: Happy trails to you, it's great to say hello, and to share with you, the joy I've come to know. The message title today is Mary's Choice. Mary's Choice. I'm not here to lift up Mary today. But Mary said yes to God. And Mary was a mighty woman of God chosen by God for a high purpose. We worship the child she birthed into the world. But aren't we thankful that she said yes to God? If you have your Bibles, turn again to that same passage and we'll pick up where he left off because I want to read the rest of it. We read 26 through 33, I believe. Let's pick up at Luke chapter 1, verse 34. Then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be? (laughs) How many times has God spoken something to us? privately in our walks with Him, in the reading of His Word, as we've sat under a sermon and we've heard something that pricked our hearts and we knew that it was a Word from God, we knew that it was a rhema Word, a right now Word, that God was speaking into us. And yet, just like Mary, we would say, how shall this be? God, I'm a sinner God, I'm disqualified. God, you can't use me. God, I don't have the funds. God, I, I, I don't have the ability. God, I, I, I don't have what it takes, God. How shall this be? Mary said. Okay. How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, Oh, don't you love this part? The Holy Ghost, I'm reading from the King James today. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. When God puts His super on your natural, it becomes supernatural. When God puts His hand on you, He raises you up to do that which is seemingly impossible. And sometimes the impossible is getting out of bed and making it through the day. When God, by the power of His Spirit, comes upon you, there is something that happens. There's a transformation that takes place. You're not your own, and you become someone different. Because when the Holy Spirit of God dwells within you, the Word of God says, If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, He shall quicken. In other words, make alive your mortal bodies. Well, I've had days where I was like, God, there ain't no way today. Day's one of them, by the way, brother. The enemy said, stay in bed. The enemy said, call in sick. The enemy said, they'll understand. And I got up anyway. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, when He quickens our mortal bodies... He strengthens us and He empowers us and He equips us and He fully provides for us to do whatever it is that He's calling us to do. And that's what He did with Mary. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Oh, I love that. When I was a little boy and we had snow days. We used to have snow days back then. We had snow days, and Mama would let us bring in the kitchen chairs to the living room, and she'd pull out blankets, and she'd pull out sheets, and, and we'd cover the chairs. Anybody else ever do that? And we made forts, and we'd, we'd climb through the, crawl through the chairs. I'd probably get stuck right now, but we'd crawl through the chairs, and, and we'd wind all around, and we were, we were under that covering, and, and it was like there was no one else in the house. We were safe and secure in our place of refuge, and that's what The angel did here, or the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called. Here it is, the Son of God. It's why we're here today. It's who we're celebrating today in this Christmas season. Verse 36, and behold thy cousin Elizabeth. She hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Boy, there's another message you could preach. Elizabeth was barren. People thought her life was over. People thought her purpose was over. She couldn't have children. And yet God calls her to get pregnant so that John the Baptist could come, the forerunner of Christ, the one that made the way for him, the toad of him. Verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said this. She didn't question. She didn't doubt. She didn't say, give me more information, God. I need it spelled out in a plan. God, I need the agenda. I need to know the timeline when this is going to happen. Mary said this, behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. I don't know how, God, but you've said it to me. I don't even know why, God, you would choose me, but you've said you've chosen me. Lord, I don't know when this is going to happen, but I know you've said it. Mary said, Be it unto me according to the word thy word. And the angel departed from her. God sent a messenger to Mary. God sent a message to Mary of what her calling was and how he wanted to use her and what was going to happen with her, that from her would come a Savior for us. A savior for me. A Savior who saved me from my sins. A Savior who saves me from myself every day. I tell people, I take a vacation, there's only one problem. Everywhere I go, I'm still there. I can't get away from myself. I tell people, if I could unscrew my head and set it on the shelf, my body could get some rest. Because my brain's just always going, it just never stops. I can be dog-tired, whatever dog-tired is, but I can be dog-tired. And I can lay down in the bed, and it's like a switch goes off, and I start thinking about, what am I doing for Easter? It's just nonstop. And yet when the God that we talk about comes and lives within us, He provides for us everything we have need of and He can give us rest and He can give us the ability to trust Him in the midst of the impossible that we're facing. Mary was in an impossible situation. She was a virgin in that day and age. It was a disgrace. In fact, I've heard that she probably could have been stoned to death or murdered because she was pregnant out of wedlock. We have young people that get pregnant out of wedlock now, and we stone them with our words, with our actions. Makes me mad. You don't want to get this little man riled up when it comes to something like that because I'll go to the bat for you see, we need to show the love of God and lead them into the love of God and lead them into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and let them know that God's not finished with them because they did something that wasn't according to His Word, that God loves them and God can bring something wonderful out of this. Mary wasn't in the situation like we know about in our world, but Mary had been chosen by God and Mary had been overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and that which was conceived in her was of God. It was the Holy Child, Jesus But culture in that day would have killed her, would have shamed her, would have disgraced her, would have kicked her out of town. Uh, Jesus of Nazareth, I love that movie. It's a Christmas movie. No, the nativity story, I'm sorry. Great, great, I need to watch it again. But they added, you know, a little bit here and there, but it wasn't too bad. And I loved when Joseph was leading her out of town on the donkey, and everybody was looking at him outdoors and everything. And Joseph leaned over and said, they're really going to miss us. I'm so thankful that God doesn't reject us that way. I'm so thankful that Mary said yes. In the midst of rejection, humiliation, in the midst of shame, she could have rejected the call of God. She could have said, no God, not me. I'm not doing this, God. It's going to cost me too much, God. There's going to be shame. There's going to be humiliation. There's going to be disgrace. God, no, I will not do this thing. She could have blamed God. Why are you doing this to me, God? Why are you allowing this to happen to me, God? She could have given up and said, no, I will not do this. She could have aborted that child. But there was a greater plan in store, and God's purpose was beyond her human comprehension. But in childlike faith, she simply said yes. What happened with Mary? I just want to touch on it briefly today. First of all, she saw. She saw beyond the immediate and chose to believe that in the end it was God's will and God's plan. I get blinded, Mike, by the immediate. I get blinded by my immediate circumstances. How real can I be with you all today? I went to bed last night and made up my mind I was quitting the ministry. It was time for me to leave. The enemy was right there making me feel such a peace about it. And then I woke up and realized I had a commitment to come preach, brother. Oh, how the enemy loves to come in and blind us to the plan and will of God. This cannot happen. You're not good enough. You have failed too much. You're not equipped enough. You're not the one. And Mary saw beyond her immediate situation. All of the shame, all of the humiliation, all of the what ifs. How am I going to raise this child? Will Joseph stand by me? All of these things must have gone through her head. Like us, what we often go through, we cry when things are happening, but we must choose to see beyond the current and see the good that God has planned. See, this is where we stand on His Word. For we know that some things work together for good. Thank you all. It's hard to see God when you're in the middle of the all things. It's hard to see God when your body's falling apart. It's hard to see God when your finances aren't there. It's hard to see God when you know that surely, God, I've messed up one too many times. And God, you've got to be finished with me. You've got to have disqualified me, God. You've got to be done with me. It's hard to see and keep the vision. But the Word of God says without a vision, the people perish. Mary had the vision. Mary had the vision that God had placed within her. In Hebrews 12, verse 11, it says, Now no chastening for the present time seems to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised or walk through it or go there. You see, when God comes, now God wasn't punishing Mary. That's not what I'm saying today. But sometimes God allows things into our lives to do some cleaning up, to get us closer to His heart, To get us realigned with Him and His will. Mary was already there. I'm just now getting there. Phew, boy, I wasted a lot of time. God aligning us, getting us lined up with His will. In the end, good came out of it. The Savior of the world was born that we might believe on Him. And He might give us everlasting life. The Bible says in Psalm 35, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I've heard it said that when women give birth to a child, and some of you women may refute me on this, but I've heard that it said, they said that once they hold that child, they forget all the pain. I've heard it from more than one lady. You see, when we're in the midst of it and we're in the midst of what is God has told us and then all hell begins to break loose on our lives and we don't see how anything good can come out of it, we've got to keep the vision. God, I know what you told me. God, I know what your word says. And God, I'm standing on your word even though at times I am crawling across its pages, God. I am dragging myself through your word, God. I'm standing on it on the inside, God, because your word does not fail. Mary heard. She heard God's voice louder than she heard the voice of man. Oh, aren't we man-pleasers? Don't we worry what people think of us? I mean, I was sitting there right just a while ago, and I thought, does my shirt match my necktie? They're going to laugh at me when I get up, but I don't. The house is dark where I live, and I walked outside before and had two different shades of something on. And and I'm like, oh, my God, I've had two different socks on, I think. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, please don't let anybody see me like this. We're so worried about man. We're so worried about man when it comes to telling them about Jesus because we want people to like us. But we need to heed the voice of God. It is better to obey God than the voice of man, the Word says. Mary could have let the voices of society that were cruel to a non-married pregnant young woman, she could have let those voices cause her to turn away from God, to turn on God, and she could have walked away from the calling and the purpose of her very being that God had laid His hand on her for. But instead, she heard God's voice through the angel and she listened. And not only do we need to not listen to the voice of man. Not only do we need to discern and know not to listen to the voice of the enemy, our accuser. But can I say this? You can't even listen to your own voice. You know, when I see those little primitive signs that everybody has hanging in their house all over, you know, and and, uh, there's always, always, always something to be thankful for. And I agree, I've got one of them hanging in the basement. But there's one, I've heard people say, oh, just listen to your heart. Trust your heart. And I'm like, oh, I can't trust mine. The Bible says the heart is deceitful. The Bible says it's not in man to know the way he should go. That's why I need to hear the voice of God. I need to be in such an intimate relationship with him that I can distinguish His voice above everyone else's, above the enemies and even above my own. Lately, God and I have just been having this conversation. He does still speak. Do you know that? John 10:4, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know His voice. But in the midst of the battle I'm in right now, I've been hearing, you know, one time I'll hear this, and one time I'll hear that, and one time I'll hear this, and one time I'll hear that. And it's getting to the point, y'all, where by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm like, okay, God, that was you. That wasn't. That was you. That wasn't. And you know what, brother Jack? The voice of God has been so quietly gentle. It was almost just like a little suggestion. But I recognize that that was His voice. We've got to know His voice in this day and age. We've got to know the voice of God and hearken to it and heed it and go with it over the voice of man. Thank goodness Mary was in that position and that relationship, chosen by God, just like you're chosen by God. And she was in the place of the hearing of the voice of God. I used to love when I was a little boy, and I would yell for Grandma. And I'm not sure I can get my voice up that high, but she would be yelling for us, time to come in and eat. And here's what she would go, how she would do it Woohoo! Woohoo! Boy, I knew something good was waiting. And I would come in from the yard, from the garden, wherever I was, and there was the table spread waiting for me prepared. Oh, how the voice of God is calling to you today. How the voice is calling to us today to come to his table, to come and sit down and not just partake of his bounty, not just partake of his blessing, but to sit at his table and partake of his presence. Even if we eat nothing from the table, to know that he's there, that he's the very present help in time of need and trouble, to know that he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother, to know that he's the one who said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Yea, I will be with you always, even unto the end. Oh, the present of his presence at the table. When he calls to you, oh, quickly, quickly come aside and sit down with him and take time with him lay down your agenda lay down your busyness and spend time hearkening to his voice thirdly mary accepted her circumstances who this is a hard one for me i want my circumstances to change And God is more interested in my being changed in my circumstances. See, God's more concerned about the condition of my heart than my conditions that I'm in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, God will help us through the conditions. God will come in and redeem. God will come and lift us up above. But God is more concerned about the condition of our heart while we're going through the circumstances. A heart that is set on Him. A heart that is fixed on Him. A heart that says, I've made up my mind. My foot's on the rock. And I shall not be moved. Though He slay me. Yet will I trust Him. Though He slay me, yet will I praise Him. I might have said this the last time I was here, but lately I've been saying, God, not finances, not another house on one level, You, God. Not my health, God, not my need for healing, God. You, God. Not the great Pyrenees dog that I went to the pound and looked at the other day and felt so sorry for and I want it so badly. But the things bigger than me I could ride it to church. Not the dog God, but you God. I've named her, Janie. That's not a good sign I've named her. Let me just tell you all on a sidetrack. First I went through the cat section. And this one old cat, this ear is just chewed and gnarled up and there ain't much left to it. And he came over and stuck his head against the cage for me, rubbing. Then he rolled on his back and stuck his paw through the cage to me. I might go back and get him, Mike. I ain't sure yet. But that big old great Pyrenees, old gentle thing, I named her Gracie, and 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 she just beautiful, and and oh my goodness, you know, but but. Not what's going to be under the tree, God. Not, not what won't be under the tree, God. Not what's going to happen next year, God. You, God. Because you, God, are my source. And when I seek you first, God, Lord, yes, all these things are going to be added unto me. But the things don't matter. It's you, God, that matters. I thank you for the things, God. And it's just part of what you do for your children, God. Got two trees by my manger scene in my front yard. I think they look kind of pretty. Somebody gave them to me, put lights on them, and they have blown over. I've stood them back up. They have blown over. I've stood them back up. Last year it was so windy, I thought baby Jesus was going to end up down at DR's, but he didn't. Somebody came to the house the other day. The trees were blown over again. And, and they came on in, came upstairs, and, and I said, would you do something for me when you go out? Would you set my trees back up again? And I wondered what was taking her so long. And I looked out and this precious humble woman. Had gone around and gathered sticks. And she was driving him in the ground around the pot. To stabilize. And I just looked out and I saw God's hands working for me. God providing for me. If God will send somebody to strengthen and stabilize the standing of those trees in the wind. How much more will the Holy Spirit come and stake His territory around us and stabilize us that in the day of adversity, we will be able to stand and see the salvation of God with us. I've been praying for myself. Stay my mind on you, God. Thou will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the fixed on you God. Surely Mary's mind must have been fixed on the mission of God. On the purpose of God. And she accepted her circumstances. She said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. And there was the humility part. It wasn't, Oh, look, God's chosen me. Oh, look who I am. I'm all that and then some. And, you know, I'm, I'm... Fresh bread with sliced butter on it, and you for whatever. She was like, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, Lord, I'm your servant. Be it unto me according to your word, God, whatever you say. Just listen to Stephen Furtick not long ago. Love watching that young man. I feel I'm his age, but I'm really not. But he preached a message called Even If. Even if your healing doesn't come. Even if what the enemy's threatening with you happens, God will be with you in it. Surely Mary was dealing with the even ifs. The what ifs in life. But she accepted her circumstances. Do we say, okay God, I accept your call. And even though I don't see the good in it, I'll trust you through it. Oh, to learn from the conception, carrying, and birthing of Jesus. That truth I just said, that all things work together for good. Some of you, the waters are rising around you, and you feel like you're about to be consumed. Some of you, the fire is licking upon your feet, and you feel the heat, and you feel you can't keep walking with the Lord. I love the book of Isaiah. When you walk through the waters, they will not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, your feet shall not be burned. Oh, I could keep going and keep going and keep going. God was with Mary. God is with us. He's no respecter of persons. But here was the key that unlocked not only the blessing for Mary, but the provision For all who would believe. She believed. She believed that God's glory was somehow going to come out of it. She believed that in the midst of her circumstances, God was working and something good was going to happen. We used to sing songs like that. Something good is going to happen today. This very day, this very hour, Jesus of Nazareth is passing this way. Something good is going to happen today. She believed that there was a purpose behind Her circumstance. And that her life's call was to help fulfill that purpose to which she was called. Your life is not your own. Whether you're a Christian or even when you have not yet invited Jesus Christ into your heart and into your life and your circumstances, you don't belong to you. He made you. He created you. He formed you. And he loves you. And he just wants you for himself. Luke one forty five shows us she believed. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her of the Lord. I challenge you today. Go back and remember the promises God has given to you. Remember the promises in His Word that He has spoken to you. Remember when the Holy Spirit has come and you know that you know that you know it was God and yet 30 years later, you're still waiting for it to be fulfilled, but you know what God said, and you choose. I would rather go to my grave believing it and never see it fulfilled and stand before the Father and say, Here, well done, son, even though I didn't do it while you were living, son, you still chose to believe, and you still kept your eyes on me. Well done. Do we believe that God's plan for us is perfect? Do we believe that God can and will bring good out of it? Just had a memory. Years ago, it was the first time I'd ever been invited to this church. Not this church, a church. And I woke up and my back was so bad. And I was to preach the next day at a Seventh-day Adventist church. And the piano player was on the phone with me. And I told her, I said, I need to tell you what's going on. And do you know what this Seventh-day Adventist woman said to me? If we have to cut a hole in the roof of our church and lower you down, you will preach in our church tomorrow. So much for the big Pentecostal man here. I went the next day by God's grace and around 20 people stood for salvation. See, so we got to walk by faith and not by sight. Got to walk by faith and not by feeling. we got to walk by faith in the faithful one. Not in faith, but in the faithful one. Blessed is she who believed. For there will be a performance of those things told her. Of the Lord, I finish today with Luke chapter one verses forty-five through fifty-five. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which are told her from the Lord. And Mary began to worship. Ha! <laughs> Mary began to worship. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things. And holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength. With his arm. Oh I'm getting excited up here. He has scattered the proud. In their imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty. From their seats. And exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry. With good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. He hath helped his servant Israel. In remembrance of his mercy. As he spake. To our fathers, to Abraham and his seed forever. He hadn't been born yet. She didn't really know. But she began to worship and to magnify the Lord while yet on this side of what was to be birth. Boy, that'll preach. Before the womb opened and it came forth. He came forth. She was magnifying God and praising God. She was pretty pregnant by this time. She was going through pain and the emotions and everything. And yet my soul doth magnify the Lord. What a powerful scripture. I think it's in Handel's Messiah. It's called the Magnificat or something like that. Oh my goodness. My soul doth magnify you, God. She she rejoiced in the midst of it, and God came in the end of it. Bow your heads with me today. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for the challenge and the call of your word, God, to come up higher in our ways of walking with you, to go deeper in our trusting of you. Lord God, lift the scales from our eyes. That me, we might see as you see and have your vision, God, for what is about to happen and what is about to come to pass. And, Lord, what you have promised and what you will perform, what you have said and what you will do. And, Lord, all that you are, but most importantly, God, being home with you someday in heaven. Oh, make us more heaven-minded. Lift our eyes off of this temporal place. And let us look unto you, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, let us be like you who for the joy that was set before you. You endured the cross, despising the shame. And you are set down at the right hand of the Father. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, God. I pray in the name of Jesus for a supernatural intervening of your spirit. As you visited Mary, God, would you visit each and every one of us, God, with a holy visitation from on high. Would you give us that encounter with you, God, that we would be renewed, revived, refreshed, and restored in our relationship of faith with you, God, and that we would continue on until you say, Come home. Strengthen the ones who are tired. Lift up the ones who... Who are burdened right now down with life. And hope seems like it has left the building. Come in Holy Spirit. Move upon your children. Breathe upon us. Hover over us. Cover us. Be it unto us. According to your word, God. I ask in closing, would there be one who would say, Doug, I don't know Jesus the way you're talking about him. I believe in him. I know about him. I've heard about him, but I don't. I haven't given my life to him and I want to, Doug, would you pray for me? Would there be one in the house today who would say, I'm not a Christian, but I want to give my life to Jesus Christ? Would you quickly slip your hand up? Just quickly slip it up and say, that's me. I'm not walking with Jesus. But I want to give my life to him today and surrender to him and invite him into my heart. Anyone at all?